Introduction Most of us as Christians have things we believe and tell others, and even count on that we've not carefully examined. Some of the things we accept and repeat to others sound so true, and we believe them for so long, that they become what some call sacred cows, things above question or criticism. When these beliefs are questioned, we become defensive or irritated. We may even worry that if the beliefs aren't true, the rest of our faith may crumble. I don't think this book will make your faith crumble. But to the degree that I'm questioning something you've held deeply and repeated often, it might unnerve or irritate you. It's okay to say, I think the author gets it wrong in this chapter. Maybe I did. Go on to the next chapter and see what you think. Hopefully I got it right in at least one of the chapters. And remember, I'm not suggesting that these statements are entirely untrue, merely that they are half-true. Okay, some may be less than half-true, but certainly there is some truth in each of them. Here's why it's important to examine these particular half-truths. I think they can sometimes hurt people. I think they can lead people to conclusions about God that are not only untrue, but that may push some people away from God. Some of these half-truths are used to avoid careful thinking about complex issues. Some are used to justify our own biases or prejudices. Some, when spoken to others, can bring pain. All of us occasionally use half-truths. In fact, the subtitle of this book may be a half-truth. My publisher and I discussed several subtitles and finally settled on this one. God helps those who help themselves and other things the Bible doesn't say. But the truth is that you can find Bible passages to support nearly every one of the half-truths we'll discuss. For that matter, you can find Bible passages to support all kinds of things. People who beat their children can support their practice from Scripture. Those who withhold the rod hate their children. Proverbs 13.24 I was taught as a teen that Christians were not to drink wine, for wine is a mocker, beer a carouser. Proverbs 20, verse 1 When a young woman is repeatedly abused by her husband, her parents can urge her to stay with him because I hate divorce, says the Lord. Malachi 2.16 Scriptures must be interpreted. Sometimes their meanings seem to conflict, or a particular message given in one context appears to be contradicted in another context. It is important to read any scripture in the light of its context and the Bible's broader message and themes. It is not enough to find a passage or two, or six, to support a particular view. We interpret all scripture in the light of Jesus' life and teachings as well as with the help of the Spirit's witness, the wisdom of scholars, and our intellect and life experience. Because scriptures must be interpreted, you and I may sometimes disagree about our interpretations and other issues of faith. This was brought home to me recently when I spoke at a conference on one of the topics in this book, Everything Happens for a Reason. I was approached by a lifelong Christian a man who for years had served on the staff of his church. He said, 
Your talk tonight really unnerved me at first. I've always believed that everything happens for a reason. I always tell people this to comfort them when things go wrong. I was expecting him to say, but now that I've heard your talk on this, I understand that this may not be entirely true. I'm going to be more careful in what I say to people enduring suffering. Of course, that's not what he told me. He said, Well, I don't know about all that stuff you talked about tonight, but I do know one thing. Everything happens for a reason. So much for the compelling case I had presented. I'll end this short introduction with another experience I had this week as I was ministering with an individual. Her little sister, a teenager, had just died tragically. I stopped by to offer comfort and care. Through her tears, the young woman told me, I know it was her time, but I don't understand why God would take my little sister now. She was just a kid. The young woman had grown up learning that whatever happened, it must be the will of God. God must have predetermined that it was her sister's time to die. Though I may have disagreed, it would not have been helpful to question her assumptions at that moment. I simply hugged her, prayed for her, and offered to talk further in the days ahead. But my hope in writing this book is to invite you to question assumptions such as the young woman's before you find yourself in a situation like hers, when those assumptions might raise questions that challenge your faith. Yes, there is some truth to be found in the truths we'll explore in the pages that follow. I invite you, though, to consider whether these truths are as Christian or as true as you may suppose. And if I'm right, I hope you might think twice before you say them again. More than that, I hope that examining these and other half-truths will lead you to the greater truths we find in Jesus Christ.